0: Everybody, this is Stephanie Hansen and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast where we talk to cool people doing cool things and I have always wanted to own a goat farm. I don't even know why. It makes no sense. I am not a farmer, nor am I experienced with husbandry of any kind and I've never had goats, but I always thought if I was going to be a farmer, that a goat farmer would be the person to be because they seem Like They're fun, and then you get to make delicious goat cheese, and you can have delicious goat ribs. So I am so excited to speak with you today. This is Frankie Lensmeyer, and she is the marketer and married to David Lensmeyer. So this is their family farm, and the family farm is Stickney Hill Dairy. They make goat cheese. You find it in your uh, refrigerated cheese section, usually where the sort of gourmet cheeses are. And I am so excited to talk to you. How are you? I am doing,
1: you know, as well as conspected like everyone else during this interesting and most extraordinary time in all
0: of our lives. We, um, were, uh, we were talking and you said earlier, like, oh yeah, I have three kids. So if they run through, I'm like, yeah, that's what the podcast <laughs> is these days is you catch as catch can, right? Exactly. Exactly. So
1: yeah, David and I, um, we have a dairy, it's called Stickney Hill Dairy. So we don't actually have a farm. So we actually buy all of our goat milk from producers, local producers at a two hour radius around our plant. So you don't have to do the milking. That's so nice. Yes, we don't have to do the milking. We found that we used to have 600 goats. So when David and I were dating, uh, we would, that would be our, and I actually lived in California. So I'd come home on weekends and my girlfriends would laugh at me. They're like, you did not goat milk, you know, milk goats all week. And I'm like, yes, I did.
0: That's <laughs> like, so great. Yeah, so, yeah. Here's what's great about it though. Because the one thing I think that prevents me and I'll never do this, but the one thing that prevents me from even like considering this is because you have live animals, mm-hmm. There are a lot of work. So you don't have to do that part. Right. We found that we we're much better at
1: doing, making cheese than we were because we were, Not able to be there on a daily basis, we would hire um, herd managers to to help, and it just we just couldn't find the right one. And we love goats, and we want goats to be treated the best. We actually have a happy goat program that we're just, I mean, as you know, goats are amazing, that's why you want,
0: you know, yes. (laughs) So, how did you and David meet if you were out in California?
1: David graduated from the University of Wisconsin River Falls, and that's my hometown, River Falls. And so, we met at the town dance, that
0: is so cute. It is cute, and it's a true story, true story, (laughs) for fall days. (laughs) So then you went out to California to get away from your small town, probably, and then here you are back, sort of. Are you living actually in Minnesota, or are you living in Wisconsin?
1: We um, live in Minnesota. We live in Minneapolis, actually, and our plant is in Rockville, Minnesota, which is near my husband's hometown, Pearl Lake, so it's in that cold spring area there.
0: Yeah, that's great. So now you have kids and you are marketing cheese. What's interesting to me when I was reading about your company is that as far as like being a crowded field, apparently goat cheese is a less crowded cheese field than other types of cheese. Would you say that's true because there's less producers? You know, that's really interesting. I would say it's, I, I feel like it's, it is a busy field. I do feel maybe just because of
1: competitiveness. What separates us is that our cheese is—we um, have our cheese plant is an SQF three plant, and so we're we could make if we wanted to, we don't, but we could do infant formula. So it's we are a very clean plant, so we're able to produce high amounts of cheese, and we actually have a national brand called the um, the humble goat, and our humble goat brand is um, located in over five thousand retailers all over the United States.
0: Who knew? So, That's so exciting! I know.
1: And we're really excited too because it's funny because here we are in Minnesota and the last place it was really one of the few last states it's in is right now it's um, at Kowalski, So we're super excited that the Humble Goat is now in
0: um, Yeah, in I love Kowalski, so I will definitely check it out. Is Humble Goat cheese different than Stickney Hill Dairy or is it just a different brand and why did you feel like that was a better to go to market with than the other branded dairy. So the Humble Goat is a different
1: brand and how it's, cheese is named, um, and you probably know this, but cheese is named at where you produce or make the cheese traditionally. So um, we used to have a plant um, at the bottom of Stickney Hill, which is in Kimball, Minnesota. And that brand is a really popular brand here in the Midwest. It's growing, the, the chefs all like it, we love it. But a lot of times people have a hard time saying, Sticky Hill. They'll say sticky, stinky. It just doesn't flow off the tongue very easily. When when we built our new plant a few years ago, it's in the city of Rockville. And so we're like, we need to come up with a new name because um, our cheese no longer is being made at the bottom of Sticky Hill. Let's make it um, a new name. And we're thinking and thinking. And I'm like, when I think of Rockville, what do I think about And I think of the humble people. So hence the humble goat.
0: That is a great name. And what a good marketer you are to think about it in those contexts. So your Stickney Hill dairy cheese has been really popular. I see it all over. You've got lots of different varieties. You've also got a feta that you guys sell, I believe, that I've picked up. Is that correct? Yes, that's seasonal. We don't currently have it right now. But yes, we love our feta. (laughs) Yeah. And I love feta cheese. Uh, Oh, my Greek salad is like my jam. So when you decide to redo this brand and to make it more so that you can sell it nationally, do you work with a distributor or did you have to call and start beating down the doors in other markets? How did that all work? Great question. And yes, we work with distributors and we had a lot of people coming to us, mainly the SQF3,
1: one of the few You know, with food safety and quality, it is so huge, especially when you're marketing it to a national space. They were coming to us. Lots of people were coming to us for our product, which was great. And we're award-winning. It's such a beautiful product.
0: Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. So why don't more people have this SVF? I'm saying the wrong word. No, SQF. Why do more people not do that if that's such a door opener for expansion?
1: It's very hard to achieve you, it's very, very hard to achieve. You have to have the, um, extremely clean plant, all protocols written. It's, it's not an easy achievement to get. And I think, um, and if you, if lots of people that make goat cheese, which I love, they're not looking to expand. They want to keep it in their local market, which I love that too. So they don't need that. They're able to make a beautiful, clean cheese and not have that.
0: When you met David, was that, obviously you've been with him since the beginning of the cheese making? Was it always in his mind's eye to do like big and clean and make a big brand? Always. Always. Yes. It's just a dream. So, yep. And one of the things that happened with real visionary entrepreneurs, which he sounds like he is and you are, because obviously nobody talks about this, but when you have a family company, whether he's the face of it or not, or you are. It's a family sacrifice. It takes the entire family from, you know, putting your house up for collateral to approving loans to doing, getting shipments out in the middle of the night if the truck. You know, it's crazy how many of these businesses are really family driven and not just singular. So absolutely. I want to give you credit where credit is due. So as a marketer, you guys are uniquely in your partnership because you must have all these skills that you can bring to the table that he sounds like he's kind of more the technical operational engineer side of things. What a great pair. Thank you. Yes. We're able, we have a great general manager too that's
1: right there at the plant and he's fabulous. He guides us and we guide him and it's really neat.
0: Has anything changed production wise with the COVID environment? Because a lot of manufacturing has been impacted by COVID cases because it's obviously spreading. Absolutely. It absolutely did. Our, I think our ratio
1: really switched into, we were in the restaurants. I mean, restaurants is big business for us bulk. And that obviously all shut down at the beginning. I mean, or decreased greatly 90%. So we had to kind of, you know, I, I hate this word, but it pivot. Pivot. Oh my, we all hate it. Right. It's like, well, we had to do it. And it really, um, we were able to really grow our retail business, which, um, takes much more because you're packaging, we have our own packaging plant. So we're packaging everything individually. So it is just, it is more time consuming um, in that way, but we were able to do it. And we also, we used to not have our own crumbling line. So we brought in a crumbling line so we didn't have to use a different partner for that part of the business. And that has helped tremendously too, because our crumbles are fabulous. Our crumbles are great for salads and for retail. And so our crumbling has really, increase too, and also our application for pizzas. So we're kind of going after the pizza business too um, for that. So.
0: That's excellent. So it's so funny to hear that there is such a thing as a crumbling line because goat cheese in and of itself is fairly creamy and crumbles. But I know in packaging and in the cheese section that when people started selling crumbles, I am under the impression that the sales of goat cheese increased by a lot. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, my
1: as a working mom, I I'm, I'm going to do it one day. I will make a recipe book one day. It's like, you know, quick and easy goat cheese recipes. Make it look pretty on your
0: table, but it's quick. I'm all about the quick, 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 but it tastes good and nutritious too. How do you feed your kids goat cheese? Because I think it's an acquired taste for some, and not a lot of kids have been exposed to it. So, what would be like the gateway entry for goat <laughs> cheese for
1: kids? Well, ours is unique. So our daughter, um, like none of them wanted to try it, right? Like they're like, they're we're not. And we didn't, you know, feed it to them as babies. We're not just, we didn't do that. Um, but we had it packaged in our refrigerator and, but it was in beta. So there's no label on it. So she thought, were, we were doing one ounces at the time, little snack packs. She thought it was cream cheese. So she takes it out and it was, one of our flavors was um, blueberry. And so she's saying, she's like, this is amazing. Mom. What, what? what
0: is this? And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is our cheese. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. And your blueberry, your blueberry goat cheese is fantastic.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, and then she had actually at the time too, had a, she's a competitive dancer she had a broken foot and it was not healing very quickly. And she needed more calcium and goat cheese naturally has more calcium. And just like Heidi, the old story, of Clara and she started eating it. And then we went back to the doctor and she's like, it's, it's healing. She's like, mom, it's the goat cheese. I'm like, oh, you're, you're, you're yes, yes. That's <laughs> yes. a great story. I love it. So she's telling all our friends and dancers to eat, you know, eat this goat cheese and the flavored and they mainly do the flavor the, the plane is um, not, not for them at this point
0: but they're little. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When you come like, so you sit down at your desk every morning, like what is your like day-to-day look like? So currently right now, because of the situation we're in, this is another pivot. I am working part-time
1: from home, from our home office here. And just, I think like every working from home parent right now, it's kind of you, you get in, you like check your emails, what what's needed today at the plant, who needs me. But then you get interrupted throughout the day. So it's kind of like a 24-hour situation. Do you feel like you're working all the
0: time and more than you were before? Um, some days, yes. And some days, no. It depends on the day. Yeah. yeah. I It feels like that's a good, that's an answer that I'm hearing from a lot of people because they're like, I basically... I work all day, but in the middle of the day, like I have to do school and I have to like get the kids ready for this and do this. So they're working like from, you know, eight to 10, but the hours of how much they're working are just all, everything's all shifted because they've got, you know, a family that they're trying to take care of too. Right. Sometimes like it's, we have Thursday, Fridays,
1: things that really need to get shipped out and like, oh my gosh, how did it get to be? already. I need to get this out by, it needs to be, you know, approved by two o'clock. And I feel bad for my team members are waiting for me to get this, you know, to approve this. And I'm like, I have like 10 minutes to approve. It yeah. like, oh my goodness.
0: What do you want people to know about goat cheese in particular? Like, is there a barrier that more people don't eat it or try it? I think that's opening up quite a bit. I think people's palates are really growing growing and expanding.
1: The one thing that I would want people to know is, you know, just all goat cheeses are not the same. I feel like, especially our Stickney Hill and the Humble Goat brand, we have a more of a mild tasting goat. So our producers right now do not let their buck goat with the male goat roam with their does, the female goats. Do the fat is a more pungent taste. So every brand we do taste testings every quarter, and we do blind of all our competitors in the area, and it's amazing to me how different. And now I think our palates we can tell which brand is what now with not seeing the label.
0: Okay. Which is like fine. I'm coming. Cause I want to do that with you guys. That sounds amazing. Yes. That would be so, we would love that to be so fun. We get all in the boardroom and we
1: yeah. have this, sometimes we'll have like 50 of them. So we get them from all different, you know, private labels to every type to see, to see where we fit in. And we don't, ours is blind too. So our team members don't know what, what they're tasting.
0: That's so cool. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that there would have been so much diversity in flavor, but I guess it makes sense because obviously goats are what they eat and goats are where they pasture yes. and that's what that's in the milk. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's just now infusing these flavors to a lot of them. You'll see all
1: the, the different flavors and what, like, what you like the best. I'm super excited about our new flavor with the humble goat. It's jalapeno and we'll send you some. Yum. It's that just it's, delicious. It's
0: really insane. It's so good. It sounds really good. So you start out and you have this Humble Goat brand and you have to promote the brand and then you probably have to promote various flavors. Did you put a marketing budget together? And did you know, like, I mean, I don't know, how do you determine how you're going to market in California versus Minnesota? Do you have an agency or are you just kind of grassrootsing it? We're at this point grassrootsing it because people really love the name and the logo,
1: um, especially with... The GOAT acronym being so popular amongst teens. I swear I could like our apparel. I should do an apparel line, the Humble GOAT, because people are just yep. <laughs> loving that. So we don't at this point have specific marketing. It is a goal of ours to do that, especially really with that brand, the Humble GOAT, to really bring it into. Uh, I think it'd be such a fun brand to nationally market in a big way. Who designed the logo for you? A company out in um, New Jersey, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they won an award for it.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Do you do the social media yourself? I do. I do do the social media myself. And I do.
1: I think it's important that I do it. I have kind of protected over it. I'm not the, been the best ex- on with the pandemic, but um, I feel close to it. I feel close to my customers. I feel close to my team members. I feel close to my producers when I, when I do it myself. That I know most companies now do release that to other agencies, but since we're such a family brand, I think we're one of the few family um, goat dairies around that are this expansive that, um, that haven't been purchased maybe by a bigger company that I, I just
0: feel... Close to it, it's yeah. probably not the best, but it's fun. And no, it's fun. I yeah. I get it, and for a lot of people, especially marketers, it is fun because it's se- social media is kind of sexy, and there's lots of things that are changing about it all the time. So it it is fun for lots of people. Um, with the restaurants going dark and then coming back online, and doing a lot of outdoor dining and outdoor patio, and mm-hmm. now dark again that just has to be so hard to like know how to support them and to keep up with them. What are you guys doing to help the restaurants during this time? Great question. What we, since we're just a couple days into it being um, the close
1: down here, the darkness, what we'll do and what we've have done, and you can see it on our social media is that we try to, especially cause we're lucky we live right here in Minneapolis. that so we have such amazing restaurants to our fingertips. We definitely do a lot of, promotion on our social media. We'll shoot it out there with like look at you can buy for example, I believe it's Cove. They have a wonderful goat cheese, fried goat cheese. Yeah. And we with the honey and will or coalition will try to like promote them. Yeah. See these local local restaurants and they love using us, which we and we're so grateful for them for using us. We'll do a cross promotion with them. And I'll I try to talk to them before like, hey are you okay if I promote this. And they're like, yes, the Lin Hall, another example. So we try to promote on social media to, you know, just take out Tuesday or that's yeah. what we did.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because when people think about the shutdown of restaurants, you know, they think about the chefs and they think about the bartender and the front of the house people. What is interesting to me and where I've tried to help is it's really about the producer's, And the Mm -hmm. makers that make these products that go into these restaurants that then allow the chefs and the bartenders to produce into something amazing, it's such a trickle down. If a restaurant is not open, you know, and 90% of your business was there, it's really hard to just pivot, as it were, to retail if you don't already have a toe in that market or don't, you know, it's it's just such a trickle down and this virus has been really non-discriminating in that way. You know, it just takes out whoever it can. And I just feel like I want to help as many folks get to the other side of this. Cause I do feel yeah. like for the first time, I do kind of feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but yes. it's just going to take some time to get to the light. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I just, with all of our, um, Friends are like, you know, take out, do take out to really support right now the restaurants because our whole, like restaurants are everything to Minnesotans. I mean, most people love to gather and socialize and eat. And our restaurants are so wonderful with with their local products.
0: I know. And we finally, I feel like in the last like three years, four years, five years, we finally have recognition of what a great restaurant community we have. And the coasts pay attention to what we're doing now finally. Yes. And I would hate to lose all that creativity and ingenuity. And in some ways, I think that's been beneficial for us because I feel like our community is small enough that people really are trying to band together. What they did here with that central kitchen and how fast they were able to put that together with excess restaurant product, and they're still feeding, you know, they're feeding thousands of people every single week with product that has gone unused in restaurants that has to end up somewhere. That is such a great, like amazing story. It really is. It really, really is. We're blessed it, to live in such a giving communities. Yeah. It makes you it makes you really proud. So you mentioned a couple of restaurants that you like. Are there other products that you personally use or like that you've discovered through either collaborations or just things you like in your own home that are makers it, that are Minnesota folks? Yes. The granola. The granola. Um, oh my gosh, what Gostola? Is, Yes, Gostola
1: Granola. Like I actually, um, like with our chef, I like roll wrap it, like kind of roll, like the little four ounce log and the granola. Yum! It is so yummy. And then maybe I'll just like take a little fruit and like put it on a little piece of strawberry or something like that it's, or just dip my fork in the chef
0: with the granola. Oh, it. delicious! It's so good. It's yeah, so, Never so even lovely. thought about that. She's a really nice family family owned business. Angela is her name. Really nice family. Yes. It's, um, it's anybody else this. that you wanna shout out?
1: Yeah, the um sausage, the sister, the sausages, the um Yeah. So, oh so good. Sausage so, sisters, so good. and they are at the state fair typically. Yes, yes. They're fabulous too. And then the fish guys. Yep. The fish guys.
0: Yep. Yep. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am really glad to talk to you today. It's been fun to hear a little bit more about your business. As you are like ramping up the humble goat and you've got it in Kowalskis now, are there other stores that you want to target, or you're like, "Oh, this is the next place I need to get in?" Not, here, not so much here in
1: Minnesota because I feel like Stickney Hill Dairy, which we have such a beautiful loyal filing. It's a fabulous brand, and we are in all the qual, qual, um, co-ops and London Byerly's has been fabulous with us, especially with everything going on in the world. So shout out to them. Like, it's just we're really- so lucky
0: yes, we are. We really, really are. Really yeah. Are. Great co-op system. Great. uh, Lins and Barley's Kowalski's and hy V is doing a great job too. Like we're just lucky that we have such good grocers. So I am really excited to meet you, Frankie. It's been fun Happy to spend time. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, Hill dairy. Oh, so fun. Just out of curiosity, if you were going to buy your uh, goat cheese, I would put it in mashed potatoes because that's one of my <laughs> favorite secret specialties, especially in the instant pot too. I don't know if you know this, but we just got one of those. Yeah. So, so send me that recipe. I want to try it. It's fantastic. And you make the mashed potatoes in the instant pot. And then at the end, you put goat cheese and you put a little milk, a little cream, a little butter, and it just holds, you can put the lid back on and it'll sit there for eight hours and they're totally warm when you're ready to serve them. It's crazy. Oh,
1: that is when of so our, in our family, kids have all been able to choose one thing that we're going to make. So it's kind of
0: like a hodgepodge. My daughter's is mashed potatoes. So I'm going to okay. tell her. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give you the recipe. I will email it to you. Is there another way that you like to see people using goat cheese? Um, there's so many ways, but my, one of my favorite ways
1: is when you're, um, is you take, one of our 10 ounce or four ounce regular chef logs. And then you take thyme and basil and you could even take a little regno and you just roll it. So it's really easy. And you just pop it in the oven at 200 for like 20 minutes. And it makes the whole house smell so lovely. And then you take it out and you just put it on like a, a cheese board or whatever and dip your cracker. And it's easy, beautiful. And you just maybe put a little garnish. Voila.
0: Okay. Yum. I'm going to do simple. that. <laughs> oh, just dried and rolled. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just,
1: just out of your
0: spices. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do that. And I'll send you a picture when I do. Excellent. Excellent. I'll send you a picture of the mashed potatoes. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks for being my guest today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a great day.